Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we begin, want to remind you all to join the new Union Sports Goalkeeping Community, a social media network that reimagines how we engage, educate, and entertain one another. To download free, go to www.theunionsports.com or the Union Community on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the Union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from Hollywood, California. With me, you know her as former U.S. Women's National Team goalkeeper, 99 World Cup winner, Suskia Weber. Big day for U.S. soccer, for equal rights, for the Women's National Team. Fantastic stuff. Congratulations to Everyone who's ever been involved with the U.S. women's program, this is absolutely fantastic news. Uh, before we get to our guest, Suskia, why don't you tell everybody out there who might not be familiar what we are talking about? Well, we finally came down to a mutual collective bargaining agreement where everything's equal across the board, including World Cup pay, which um, always was a big issue. Well, you know, FIFA pays the men this, so why should the women get? No, nope, equal across the board. Yep. And, uh, and, and speaking of equal across the board, we have somebody who uh, gives equal time to both the women's <laughs> game and the men's game. We have Seattle Sounders Academy goalkeeping director, Fred Bragaglia, if I pronounced it properly, making his triumphant return to the show, also involved with OL Reign. Fred, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you guys for having me again. It's a pleasure to, to talk to, with you guys and then talk about goalkeeping, what we love to to do it, you know, and then it's my pleasure to be part of Oil Rain and Sounders, you know, big community here in Washington. Uh, the clubs are helping and try to bring everybody together and give them the opportunity to be uh, part of both organizations, you know, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and I just read an article, I think it's going to be po- I'll posted on the Union tomorrow, but about a lot more MLS teams that are looking to start NWSL teams and have that joint community, which with the success of the NWSL and like 22,000, you know, at the Angel City Games and with the success of Rain, and I think that it's just going to keep growing. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Fred, why don't we, why don't we catch up some of the audience here who last time you were on the show, it was during the pandemic and uh, <laughs> you were, you were working for, I believe it was Santos at the time, right? In, in the Philippines. Is that what who you were no, it was, for? Uh, was Cruzeiro? Cruzeiro oh, okay. Academy. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> it's a so let me, uh, let me just rephrase that right there. You were working for a club that was a famous club and it was not the one that I just mentioned uh, right there, but uh, why don't you kind of explain to everybody kind of this move to MLS and, and NWSL from, uh, from, from over with the, in the Philippines. Yeah. I spent like, almost six years in Asia, Thailand, uh, China, and Philippines, uh, working with uh, Cruzeiro and Kodion and uh, BSM. And then uh, Cruzeiro have some uh, partnership with some clubs in Asia, and they have the this main uh, academy in Thailand. And then because of COVID, I was uh, living in the Philippines, and myself and my wife, we decided to move to U.S. And then OL Rain opened the doors for me first. That you understand a little bit more about the women's uh, soccer, you know. I started helping at the academy, OL Rain Academy. Uh, thanks, Amy, for the, the opportunity. And then after that, uh, I got the opportunity to jump to Sounders Academy as a U15 and 17 uh, goalie coach, uh, being directed through uh, Josh Ford, amazing, amazing uh, goalie coach, amazing human being as well. You guys had uh, Tom Dutra before he had the show, another outstanding goalie coach and human being that. Uh, gave me the best uh, warm welcome at the club. And then, yes, now just uh, understand a little bit more about uh, both scenarios and then trying to, to, to help and, and help the, the kids to get better and better, you know, that's our job. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I love I love the fact that you were bringing up, you know, obviously today, you know, Siskiya, when we're talking about, you know, uh, representation when it comes to the women's national team, you know, the fact of you know people such as Amy, you know, in, in, involved oh. in, you know, director positions, just absolutely phenomenal for the women's game. 
Absolutely. I mean, she is, you know, obviously a World Cup champion, 91. People tend to forget about 91 <laughs> for some reason, which um, really started everything for us. And taking, you know, her skills and staying prevalent in the game till now, being a director, being still a great goalkeeper, coach, mentor, and just across the board, she she sets she sets the bar. So yeah, a a absolutely. Now, so um, so Fred, kind of like a just a real quick question that I have for you is in regards to with the Sounders Academy and the OL Rain Academy, is there a lot of crossover in regards to the you know kind of um training in regards to curriculum sharing and all of that sort of thing? Uh. Every club is different, you know, some some clubs you're not allowed to share the, the ideas and methodologies, you know, but I think both clubs, they go in a very good direction. Our rain has uh, two amazing uh, goalie coaches that Doug and Megan, and we have the backup, uh, uh, Amy Griffin as a mentor, as a, you know, that give us uh, all her experience in, in the game and outside the game as well. And then going to Sounders, you have Tom Dutra, you have Garth that played in, as a goalie as well, you have George Ford, and now I'm, I'm there adding, adding a little bit more to the program. But every club has uh, their own methodology. We're not allowed to share. You know, I'm like between, you know. It, it's good for me. I love it because you can see both sides and, and both ideas. Goalkeeping, I, I don't believe it's, uh, this is right, this is wrong. This, you know, it's about what you believe, what you put in practice and the results that you get it and both clubs have been like unbelievable with the results that uh, and the effort that they're putting with the uh, goalkeeping department you can see OL Rain just growing growing and you can see you can see Sounders now we just won GA Cup the first team just won uh, Champions League and means they are in a good way you know absolutely by the way Saskia for some reason I feel like Basically, everyone in your neighborhood waits until we start recording this podcast before they start doing construction work uh, in it, your neighborhood. <laughs> it's the same time. They're like they're out there mulling around and then they see me get on the computer and put the earphones on and they're like, now it's time to blow. Let's get the blowers <laughs> out and everything. I'm just like every time. <laughs> it's I'll put it on. I'll put it on mute. Until I have something to say. Yeah. That's okay. That's okay. We we haven't even had the dogs yet today. Uh, just leaf blowers, but no dogs. Yeah. No dogs today. <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's kind of get into this topic because uh, Fred, you 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 know put together an amazing uh, presentation uh, for this today, and I know this is something that's really close to your heart. Um, today's topic, guys, is guidelines for the one v one scenarios. Um, Fred, maybe for some parents out there who are listening with their young goalkeepers and they don't know what we mean by a 1v1 scenario, what do we mean by that? The 1v1, we have different types of 1v1, of course. But that's when you, most of the time, you see the striker with the ball, or the ball is into the space, and then you need to take that quick decision. What I going to do it? You know, I have time. I don't have time. The ball is into the space. The ball is near to the striker. You know, what type of technique I'm going gonna, I gonna to use? I'm going to defend the space. I'm going to defend the goal. You know, it's a, it's a really tough uh, moment that you need tough players as well to solve that, that problem. You know, I know some people, when they see two players around, tell that's not 1v1, that's two against one, you know. But uh, that's another, that's a, for me, it's just uh, the way that the people call. Some people say, oh, break up, uh, break, break up is when the, the strikers by themselves against the goalie, that's, that's uh, what I call 1v1, but for me, it's all the time that you apply, you have the chance to apply the 1v1 technique, it can be the block, the split, the the low dive, and then I call 1v1 because the, the goalkeeper decides to, to go for it, you know, to close the space, to, to the angle, and that's the, the situation that getting uh, more exposed now with the style of play of the teams, and then we can see more and more, and then different types of technique as well, because everybody's different, and then that's that's uh, what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So, so sp speaking of that, actually, you know, Suskia, um, Fred just brought up a really good point in regards to the one v one, and I think a lot of 
young goalkeepers misunderstand that a 1v1 and they think that a 1v1 scenario is just one person coming at the goalkeeper. But in reality, a 1v1 scenario does involve the entire team. It's all about, you know, uh, delay and, you know, um, allowing players to get back or a person player being out of position and you having to become a first, a, a first defender, that sort of thing. Absolutely. And, you know, there's so many different styles. It, it basically is, it can be a quick ball in the box that you have to come and you have to close where there can be multiple people in the box, but you're, you're the last defender, you're the cover and you have to come. That's a quick one V one to the long breakaway um, to a through ball to, to, you know, anything, anything one V one, like, um, but you have to train all of it. And I think a lot of times um, when you're, when you're, with the team and stuff, it'll be like something that develops maybe at the top of the box, maybe on the arc, a quick through ball, 1v1. Yes, but what we don't see a lot is that long 1v1 train. You know, mm-hmm. that, in my opinion, that's probably one of the hardest to deal with because with a quick through ball into the t- into the box, around the 12, around wherever, you know, it's a quick decision to come. You're already, like, kind of close to the player. But with that long breakaway, that long 1v1, um, there's a lot going through your head, <laughs> you know, yeah. the timing on when to come out. Did I come out too soon? Can it go over the top? Like, which way am I pushing? Like, let me see if they're going to do a long touch the whole nine yards. So I think all of it needs to be trained. I'm sorry. I'm going to close. No, the- <laughs> it, it, and we have a- the, go ahead, and we have the one V one outside the box as well. Of course, the, the presentation that I prepared was more inside the box. Because that's the foundation, the starting, uh, the starting uh, point for me, you know. But can be, can be outside the box, can be over the top, can be, you know, inside the six, you know, inside the eighteen. And it's more complex than we think, you know. When it's a one v one, it's very complex. And then when we talk about sections as well, you need to to break that pieces, and then you're gonna you're gonna uh, step by step try to improve and then show the keepers. You know the the angles, what they need to do it to to make sure they they're gonna achieve that that big save. You know because one v one now becomes a big save. You know because the way that your team press that's gonna determine the type of one v one you're gonna use. The way that your team, uh, uh, the way that your back four works. You know the characteristics of your your defenders. Oh, I have a very fast defender. I can trust on him to to help, and then just gonna hold. You know. Yeah, uh, how far yeah. is the striker from the goal? The strikers come from all the way to, all the way from the middle of the field. He's gonna be tired there, you know. Uh, the pressure is behind him. He has less time. He has more time. It's complex, but we will try to, to break that down and then show you guys a little bit. Yeah. Speaking speaking of breaking down, it seems like that the windows closed has helped uh, break <laughs> down the the leaf leaf blowing uh, going on. Suskia, I love you know one of the things Fred that that you brought up right here, and I would love to get you know Suskia's feedback here for those of you guys who are listening and not watching right here. Um, putting a little bit of a of a guidelines up here, and and Fred had had really mapped out, and I really you know encourage all of you guys to watch the video here. Uh, act, observe, decide, orient. I love Suskia what he put up top in regards to observe what is the current situation what should i do to help or solve that problem not how do i solve the problem make a save but what can i do to help in this scenario because it's yeah. always different it's always different and and you know you might just have to delay um and it's not about you know i have to come make the save i have to do if you, what if you delay what if you slow that player down hold them up so your defense can recover and now you're in a better situation. Um, so everything is different. Everything has a different way to solve it. It's not just one one thing fits all. Period. Yeah. One yeah, thing yeah, I yeah. want. Go ahead. Fred. I would like to to share here is I know some people they don't like to break down stuff. Like for example, the phase of the game. They want to have a session that you can connect all the phases with the ball, without the ball. You know, transitions. They, some people believe that when you break that. Uh, the success is not the same, but I believe at the formation of the, the youth academy, we need to break down for them a little bit more to make sure they understand every single step. We know that the cycle is really quick. You know, you pay attention there, you send a decision, you take a, a action, you give information, and then you need to react. You need to, to get ready with your, your, your body shape. But when you break that down and then you show them the videos or during the practice, 
I believe that make it's much easier for them to understand and then put in practice during the sessions and during the games. I love that you keep putting pictures up of all my favorite keepers. I mean, <laughs> came up, now Casey Murphy's up there. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, just a point here, the other loop that the four step came from uh, U.S. Air Force, uh, John Boyd. He break, uh, he break up the decision to, to help the guys to understand when they're going to, you know, attack and stuff like that, you know, just yeah. to make sure people can, can understand that's not, not come from the, the soccer environment. You know, uh, first time I heard about it was uh, through Nelson. Nelson was a, a, a goalkeeper, high-level goalkeeper in Portugal, played for uh, Sporting Portugal, and he wrote a, a book that called 1001 Decisions, and then they, you have different types too. It's like you're breaking a session as well. You break a session, you plan, you organize, you, uh, you haven't been uh, putting some challenges, game related, it's the same idea, but bring it to the decision, decision making. Um, I love this. It's broken down perfectly. <laughs> no, I, I really I really love this. And Siskiya, one thing I really love about this right here, for those of you guys who are listening and, and can't see it, is when he goes, if into the space, is it in the air, ground, high, or low? Because I think that the service <coughs> and how the ball's played into the space determines so much how your approach is going to be and what your shape's going to be, right, Sus? Absolutely. Um, I mean, for those of you that uh, I wish you guys could see it, but go on to the union and you can see the whole thing when we repost and everything. But, you know, reading the situation, where is the ball? What is it? What is going on in the game? They're all just such incredible points right um, right here. Is, the, is anyone putting pressure on the ball? Um, do they have cover? Like it's, it's everything you have to think. And people like, these are checklists. And we've talked about checklists in the past that you have to go through and goalkeepers have to do these checklists in a split second. Yeah. Yes. Half, in a split it's second. like happening in a second. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's uh, really quick. And then the best point for me is that the last one there, the pressure is on the striker, you know, just get ready to save or to react or take a, a step or to be aggressive on the ball. Don't take a, a, a a decision before the striker gives you something, you know, mm -hmm. that you need to relay. Like, calm down, goalkeeping for me is about reacting. He's gonna say, he's gonna do something, and then we're gonna react and then try to stop the momentum, you know what I mean? We cannot right. all the time, of course, we can play mind with them. Okay, I'm fake that I'm going, but I'm not going to make them take a decision. But we always need to react after them. If we go too early, we're gonna maybe get caught over or the around because we create space behind the, the goal, you know, behind the goalie. And then that's a, a big point for me that I share with the goalies is come down, let them take a decision and then we go. All right. Or let the ball get, uh, show you something, you know, the ball is telling you that you can go because the ball is really fast into the space and then I can go. But if not, if the striker has the control of the ball, make sure you wait for his reaction and then we react after that one and then try to, to do our best right and we've talked about that mike with michelle acres as you know mm -hmm. greatest striker in history that you know if you force them to make that decision like that that they're trying to bait you they they're trying to get you to come get you to do that make the decision easy for them make them make a choice make them make that decision and then react to it and that'll slow them down and she said she goes the minute i get stood up the minute i'm i didn't bait you and everything then then I'm kind of messed up. My rhythm's off. And um, that's incredibly important. I, I, I would say, you know, one of the things that, uh, that, you know, that's kind of crazy about this whole thing is that it's so, it's so easy in concept to say, you know, hold, be patient. You know, actually, this is a conversation we had with Casey Murphy in regards to, mm -hmm. in regards to patience. Uh, that, it's know, so easy to do that in concept. Yeah. We're getting an echo here somewhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, <clears throat> Is that the, the fact is, is a simple matter is that to have that discipline to say, I'm going to trust my instincts and wait for them to make a decision rather than try to force them. You know, it it, 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 it just it takes a lot from a mental standpoint, Fred. And I think, you know, I think a lot of times we need to focus on how mentally draining one V ones are, especially for young goalkeepers. For sure. They. That's when we need to, to bring them to the session and say, hey, look at this scenario here. How can we, how can you, you know, don't take the decision for them. How can you 
wait a little bit and try to speed up your 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 decision see how what you can do it better you know don't get too excited sometimes i think the goal is they want to to save too much like you know come down relax read the situation and then try to do your best and then we're going to adjust sometimes when uh, uh, what happens and ask the, the keepers like what can you do better on that situation and then they come to me oh i should close uh, i should close that chain with my leg i should attack the ball with my arm i say that's great. When I when I hear that, I was like, we are getting there. But when you ask them, what what can we do better? I don't know, coach. That that that's not what we want to hear. You know, it's like, oh, you understood what we need to do. It. That's great. Next time, try apply that that decision, and then we will save the ball for sure. Yeah, I, I want to bring this up right here because uh, this is you know for those of you guys who are listening right now, we're talking about approaches now and how how to come out on the one v one right here and holding body shape. In my opinion is so darn important. And, uh, you know, Suskia, we've got a, a, a young goalkeeper here. That's, uh, pretty, pretty decent, pretty decent, uh, that, that we got in front of here for, for a demonstration. And, and Suskia, I know that for you, this for you is kind of the, 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 the foundation of one V ones is coming out kind of in that stock shape. Yeah. Know? And you want to, you want to remain big. You, you know, if you come out, if you just come out, like, you know, we see such young goalkeepers, they just shoot out, you know, and they just run for the ball. They they don't hold their shape and everything. And again, if you hold your shape and you remain big, it forces that that forward coming at you to have to make different decisions. And um, they don't see the goal. They see you. And that's what you want, because to put the ball around you, usually the ball might go wide. You make the save or whatever. But if they don't see you, if you don't hold your shape and you become small in a sense. Then all they see is the back of the net. You know, and, and Fred, you know, bring up this picture right here that we have right here in regards to the demonstration. I love the fact that her hands are in front of her <laughs> knees. I can't tell you how many times young goalkeepers have their hands parallel with their body and think that that's enough. But in reality, in my opinion, the ball's moving too fast that by the time you react, you're actually going backwards that way. Yes. And the hands is really important. And I tell the, the keeper is. We need to attack the ball with our hands. We cannot let the ball hit our hands because it's especially when the keepers keep the hands behind uh, behind the body and like it's gonna hit your hands and gonna go inside the goal. But if we go and we approach the ball and attack the ball with our arms, we have a better chance to the ball hit our hands and our arms and go forward, not Absolutely. not behind us. You know what I mean? And then one of the biggest problem is when the goalkeeper approach the ball. If they don't approach with a good uh, body shape, they just run straight to the ball, and then they are out of balance, mm -hmm. not big enough, you know. And then when they start, they say, "Okay, you, you don't, you can be, you don't need to be super fast. You need to be in a good pace that you can close the angle in a good timing and with a good body shape to to apply the best technique." Yeah, and if you run, if you're just running and you're going too fast, it's easy just to pass the ball right by you. Um, because to slow your momentum, to react, to do anything from a, from too fast of a pace, it's it's close to impossible. And I agree 100%. Your hands have to be forward and you have to attack the ball with energy. If you just allow the ball to hit your hands, the ball is going to blow through your hands. So you want to attack the ball forward with energy, hit energy with energy, and it'll deflect the ball. Yeah, you know, and I, I think, you know, one thing I think that's really, really important right here before we kind of move on to that to the next shape right here is – the on your toes, on your toes, the weight forward on your toes type of thing. Because again, I can't tell you how many, especially young goalkeepers I see come out and they set themselves with their heels back and just kind of stay, kind of stand there. And then they're, they're kind of caught into the ground. The players can just dribble around them. It's, it's a, it's a huge disaster or they default to this. So Fred, let's talk a little bit about the block shape, because I think one of the problems is so many young goalkeepers default to it in the wrong scenario or prior to the actual moment to drop into a block. Yeah. And then the other point is they keep their heels on the ground and then they, when the guys shoot, they just sit down on the ground. Like that's not a one v one situation. <laughs> uh, the hands here, of course, we thanks Nico. Uh, she was our top model and top <laughs> high level keeper. That we took just one shot. I didn't like, oh, let's see if your hands in the proper position. But no, the hands need to be a little bit facing more forward. You know, you can see the entire glove to make sure you have more space to block the ball. And the feet is really important, not flat. You need to be a little bit diagonal because that's push that <coughs> uh, close the central channel. You know, we need to attack the ball with the front foot to close the central channel. That's where 
the smart strikers try to 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 see one more chance to score through the legs or between the arms or or on a top channel that's near to your uh, shoulders and head, and then you drop the knee there. It's a I was that was my old school block. We didn't split when I used to play as a fake goalkeeper. <laughs> Saskia maybe. <laughs> oh, Saskia don't maybe call yourself. Come same, on. <laughs> Saskia maybe used the same technique. Maybe Amy used the same technique. There was the block. I had a little bit of uh, background with uh, futsal in Brazil, but I grew up. I was too too tall to play futsal, and then I moved back to to uh, soccer. But the block and the split comes from the futsal, and then the X that when we jump and spread out comes from the yeah, never handball. Use that one. <laughs> the angle that I never used that either. But the block I mean, shape we is would, uh, like, very effective. Yeah, back for me and Amy, we were just we close, make ourselves big, stand them up, or decide go hands to the ball, so the dive to the ball. So it's 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 basically a smother on you know on the ball at the same time. Um, flip that forward up in the air and everything. So never did the split though. I never did the, never did the split. <laughs> Fred, something I want to comment on right here, which I really love about Niku right here, is that she has her hand shapes, almost creating a pocket in inside, so that when the ball goes, I think a lot of people when they drop into a block, their hands are flat like this. And, and the issue is if the ball hits your hands like that, well, your wrist is going to go back and you're going to hit it into the net. But yeah. her, the way she's doing it is if that ball hits into that space, she's going to contain it, much like containing a regular shot. Is that something that, that you work on? Yeah. Like if you go super flat like this way and then the, the ball might hit your hand and go straight back to the, to the striker. If you go a little bit facing down, they're going to hit and it might be able to be near to your body. And then you're going to be able to, to get the ball after again, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, one of the, the most important thing is some goalkeepers, they go to the block, but then they leave the hands in front of the body, like to close the, the central channel, but they forget the sides. You know, that's a big adjustment that a young goalkeeper, like when they're U9, U11, they try to protect the, the, the central channel. That's the job of the knee and the front foot that you're going to attack the ball to close that center. I think one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, faults in the young goalkeepers and stuff with the block is the distance from the player that they are. You see a lot of young goalkeepers do the block or the, or this or anything from too far away, and it's not effective. Your 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 distance isn't the proper distance to actually do a quick block, and they'll set their block too soon, and the ball's just lifted around them, and you can't really move to cover that space. Um, from that position. It's the timing and the distance you are from the person to initiate a block save. That's so key. Yeah, you know, one, one of the things key. that I recognize... That's the golden. Go ahead, Fred. That's the golden... I was going to say one... You can go. Go ahead, Fred. The biggest key point is... The, sorry, my bad. The biggest key point for me <laughs> is the distance. You know, mm. and then when we talk about younger uh, goalkeepers that try to learn how to block a ball and then they get smashed of course because the guy come with 100 percent power you know that not all the time they come to place and i say if you're far from the ball they're gonna hurt even more because the the ball get the speed you know if you can come closer the ball not gonna hit your face because it's not enough space for the ball to come out of the ground and go straight to your face and then they start and saying oh, okay i can be more aggressive right. mm -hmm. you know i can close the angle better <laughs> they're not gonna hurt me too much you know Right. That's it goes back really to point. it goes back to that initial comment that you made, like, what is the right technique for this situation? And, um, you know, that you have to teach young goalkeepers that, like I said, if they just think I'm supposed to do the block, I'm supposed to do the block. That might not be the right technique in that situation. You might be too far from the player. You might be too close to the player or anything. So it's really important to teach them what technique, when to use it, how to use it. So there's, there's a question here from Khalid K over in Pakistan, and he says, what about the new technique about the 1v1? So I figured this is a great time to to move into the split body shape, which I am not flexible enough to do this Yeah. <laughs> in any way whatsoever. But Niku clearly can do it very well. Oh my God. <laughs> that, that looks painful right now, just watching it. Uh, right here. Um, do you want to you break this down a little bit, Fred, um, for, for Khalid? Yes. Yeah. Uh... Of course, it's just a picture. It's really hard to see goalkeepers. Maybe the new generation, the uh, female generation, is going to come with more splits, but it's not easy to find clips with goalkeepers. Uh, women's soccer is splitting. They block 
or they or they spread or they go on the ground for the 50-50, right? But yeah. the new generation, they are more, I don't say more capable, but they have been more exposed to that type of situation. And then we're going to see even more, all right? I, I add Sarah there as a, a top goalkeeper that she, she's, she was one of the best goalkeepers in the earth, I think last year or two years ago. And then she came to our reign and then won Champions League already. That's a way that I find to, okay, Nico, can you see it? The top level keeper that plays for the same team as you. That You're talking about Sarah, Sarah Boati, who played for Lyon yeah, for so many years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then she she came uh, last year, played for a season, and she she moved back. Can you see it? Your that's your future. You know, you're really close. And then when you show that to the players, they're like, okay, that's not that's not too far. You know, that's more realistic. Then I come and show Edison from Manchester City that it's different body shape, it's different strengths. You know, but when you compare <laughs> in the same environment, it's easy for them to realize, okay, I can, I, I will be able to do that. You know, I mean, I will be able to maybe do even better than her because you're having more uh, opportunities to practice more, play even more than her back in the day. You know what I mean? And they split, you can go, here's just a picture, you know, like I said, this front foot here, that's straight on the ground, you need to move a little bit more diagonal, you know what I mean? It cannot be too flat because and then you, you, you lose angle. And about the 1v1 is the angle. When your feet can attack the ball even closer, that's going to be the difference to block the shot and not hurt yourself as well. You know what I mean? Some, some goalies, they just go to the side to make like a wall, but then when you're not too close to the ball, you open up some angles around or under or over to the ball can go through. I, I want I want to bring this up right here with with, with Suskia here, especially you know, in regards to working with younger goalkeepers, because this this is fantastic, and I appreciate you breaking all this down. But I think one of the problems, Suskia, that you know that we have is we have a lot of young goalkeepers who don't even haven't worked on this and perfected just the close off the angle, mm-hmm. and they're trying to do this. Yeah, and you know? it's yeah, there it's a it's a progression mm-hmm. um, into things. You can't just go with the, the split or the block, and that's it. Again, we keep 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 coming back. You have to understand what technique you use in what situation. But there's some basics: closing space, reading the play, reading the ball, everything. And it's a progression into this. Now, let's see. Okay, you're closing. Your timing's right. Your angles are right. Your positioning is right for this situation. And now we can grow from that. Andrew Safehand Sewell says, great insight, Saskia. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank Thanks, you. Andrew. I will, I will say Go something ahead. here. It might hurt some people, right? But we need to be able to think to – all the time I go to the session, goalie session or team session, I love to assess, assess sessions, assess head coaches and goalkeepers. Not, not saying like, oh, you, this guy's better than this one, this guy's better than that. No, because in this new soccer environment, they're like, oh, let's play ball possession. But they don't know how to pass. How are we going to keep possession if I don't know how to pass? Exactly. It's, the same for, it's the same for goalkeeping. We need to step back to step one to go to the split. You know what I mean? Like you cannot cross from zero to ten. You need to go every, every day, every time, nice and slow. You know? And when yeah. we talk about sessions, I never, if I don't know the keeper, and then I put them on a big goal in a more game realistic to see the scenario. But... If I know the keepers, we need to go step by step, breaking that situation where they need to improve even more, and then we move on. You know, you cannot just go, oh, let's do a split today. You don't know how to do a block. You don't know how to approach. You don't know how to read the situation. Exactly. That's a, a big mistake. Exactly. I mean, I break it down the same way as like if, you know, you're trying to teach it, you know, fundamentals to, you know, a nine and 10 year old and you're working on top hand saves before they can catch a ball cleanly, you know, like it's, it's a progression in regards to these actions and everything. And speaking of, of, of actions, I think this is a lost art in my opinion. Uh, and this is v- my, fa- and this is my favorite one V one slide dive. Um, so, so Fred, why don't you, why don't you explain to people why this is still effective and why young goalkeepers need to maybe watch some of the older goalkeepers and recognize how this is so effective. Uh, I, I don't know if the new generation is not, they're not brave enough anymore. They're not, crazy. <laughs> they're not crazy as a, we used to be, you know, because in Brazil they say, people, you are really crazy. You, you, we do this stuff like this one. We, we put our face on the ball. We put our hands. We put our body. 
there to go for the 50-50. And this technique is as effective as the other one, you know, we just need to know the time to apply. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, I have the internet now with these views and, you know, social media, sometimes uh, I always talk with the, uh, with the goalies. You probably have seen that second that people like bounce the ball and then the keeper go there, jump and the goalkeeper comes and like smash the ball towards the keeper. Yeah. And then that's for me, it's not a way to make them brave, you know. Yeah. Make them brave is bringing that situation to the game. How many times do you see a keeper with a bouncing ball and then they jump and spread behind the ball, ball in the air? It's really difficult. But on the ground, that's much more realistic. That happens even like all the time. That's our job to to understand the league, to understand the type of uh, uh, clubs and environment that we work in, and bring the real uh, situation for them during the, the game. And then this light dive for me is... Uh, bravest one and then you can hold the ball it's not all the time they, yeah. the, the ball gonna hit you and go away you can keep the ball possession that's mm -hmm. great because and then you you solve the problem in one in one uh, technique you don't need to block and then go for the second ball you need to tell the center back to react after that one to try to help you again you know yeah i find that and i find that with this I, this is my my i love this and and i think that especially in tight situations when you get a quick through ball and it's in into the box or something like that and you can go hands first to that ball even if it hits 50 50 your momentum and your hands you're going to win that and if you do it properly the ball will either you'll either hold it or the ball will go back into your body i think I agree with you. Are the kids today not brave? I'm not sure. Some of them, what I see is they try to do this, but they don't put their hands on the ball. They put their hands a distance from the ball, allow the forward to hit the ball into them. And then it's just a debacle, right? Yeah. So it's like, no, put your hands on the ball. Same time that that forward, even maybe before, is getting their foot to it and you're smothering it right on their foot. And you're going to have the control. Your body's going to help you maintain control of that. Um, also, you can manipulate situations where if you're a defender, you can force them to step to the player so that you force that long touch by the attacker, then hands to the ball, you know, 50-50, boom, you're on it. This is my favorite. I, I, I want to I say this too, you know, Susk and Fred right here. I think one of the issues with, with a lot of younger goalkeepers that I try to bring up to them is they say, if a player takes a heavy touch, why are you giving them the opportunity to keep con continuing on ground and you holding and giving them an opportunity to take a shot to, on goal? To get, when to you get, the, get ball the ball again. Yeah. 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 When mm -hmm. you can get the ball. You know? Yeah, and, and it's that explosion. It's that explosion from you're going from a stagnant position to one, two, three steps, boom, down through the ball. Why let them touch the ball again and then come? You know, I agree with you 100%, Mike. You know, and I'm, I, I can't tell you how many times, Fred, I see this is that it's a combination of the two because they've been taught, especially at the younger ages, 9, 10, 11, they've been taught come out, call keeper, and then they stop <laughs> and they get into a block. They go keeper and then they get into a block. I'm like, dude, that's not <laughs> you're all over the you're all over the place with that right there. But I think that's why we really need to break it down and explain when is when is right? What are you doing in, in these type of scenarios here? Um, I want to move on into the game, actual sure. game scenarios here. Yeah. So let, let, let's come into <laughs> right what do we got going on here? Uh, that's the beginning of the decision making. As a goal, we need to be able to scan the field before the situation happens. You know, you cannot let the situation happen. Oh, I should go. You know, like we need to read that situation earlier. How many strikers? Who is close to the ball? What's the, you know, the, the player has the pressure on the ball without the pressure, you know, who is doing the run, that's going to be a ball over the top, on the ground, into the space. And when we take that, uh, that quick scan on the field, we're going to uh, speed up our decision, you know what I mean? That makes sure. our life easier. Right. And this comes back to what I say, where you're not, re you're not so reactive, you're proactive, you're scanning the field, make there are multiple decisions you might have to make, be on that front foot, be leaning into it saying, okay, if this ball is played here, this is what I'm going to do. If it's played here, this is what I'm going to do. I still have to cover my goal. So I'm not, I'm not getting out of position or anything like that. But, but that's what we're talking about. Those decisions that goalkeepers have to make in a split second, but be ahead of the game, scan yeah. the field, see what's going on and then if that if that attacker has multiple decision here she could do several different services on the ground in the air this and that but be prepared for all of them yeah and i love this right here fred i mean honestly i this is so cool right here because i want to show this to my young goalkeepers right here because it's i think it's very simple 
when you do it, you, you color coded it for those of you guys who are listening right now. He's color coded where to hold in regards to which areas the service comes into in, in regards to the movement, where you hold, where you don't go and where you come out and win the ball. And I think this is phenomenal for young goalkeepers to see. Of course, that's not a cake recipe, right? When you see yeah. the green zone there, it's like the striker, they have the golden zone. That's the same area. And for the goalkeepers, when you get uh, used to watch all the 1v1 situations, you're going to realize that's the zone that the most save, saves happen, right? I'm not saying that they're not going to save out of that zone. No. But you're going to be at least 80% successful on that zone if you know how to do it and how to hold or how to step on the right moment, right? Of course, this, this scenario here was really crowded, but we have so many situations that's easier to read and understand the situation because sometimes they have only one option. It's much easier. Of course, when you're teaching the goalkeepers, you, you will go with, with the easy ones first and then, oh, this is a little bit more complex, but then you move on, you know? And what I always say in these, I say to a lot of keepers is don't follow one mistake by another, right? So if you see that breakdown, hold, go, don't go and everything. If you decided to hold when you thought you should, when you should have gone, don't all of a sudden try to go. Now it's a new situation. And so what we see with a lot of goalkeepers is, um, oh, I was supposed to go there, so I'm going to go. Well, it's too late now. It's too late now. And so now, now you're totally screwed, right? Yeah. So now it's a totally new situation. Now the ball, you should have gone. It's not. Now it's closer to you. So now it's what's, your, what's the next choice? Um, and so that's really important to teach younger keepers. I, I love what you just said right there, Saskia, because I think that the, the you all, you always say don't follow one mistake with another with another mistake, mm -hmm. and 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 I think that's where that quick thinking, that improvisation, you know, that the highest level goalkeepers can do is they can problem solve in the middle of a problem, and and, and come up come up with a, a solution. Um, let's move on to this right here, uh, Fred. What do we have going on here in this in this moment? <laughs> it's the for me it's the most important technique for the goal is the positioning if you know where to stay you know and if you know the distance between the ball and the goal line they're gonna make your life much easier to play as a goalie you know you don't need to be the fastest goalie ever you don't need to be the flexible you know have a lot of flexibility strength but if you know how to position yourself in a good angle in a good position and you're gonna have so much success and then that's the mm -hmm. The best scenario is between the, the you know the two uh, uh, lines, and then if, if you're too deep, the goal gets bigger. If you're yep. too high up, you're closing even the angle. But then of course, depends. Every situation is different. If you have the ball bouncing and you go too close on a bad timing, you can go cut over. You know, it's like I said, much more complex than than looks like. You know, but when we break that down and show them the angles, oh, look at this angle here. If you are one step forward, the the goal may uh, get much smaller. You get you 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 get have more chance to to stop the shot. You know. I think I, what you see sometimes with um, I think what I've seen in this situation or in these situations sometimes, if you're one v one and you know another attacker is coming um, on on the far side, don't play the pass. And you see goalkeepers do that. So they're not making the correct decision. You are the last defender. The only thing that matters right now is the goal behind you and the person with the ball in front of you. And you see some goalkeepers don't come. They get their angles mixed up because, because in their positioning, because they're worried that they're going to get passed. That's not your problem. You know, that's, that's your defense's problem. If they're not marked up weak side, then you can have an argument after that. But if you play and you get yourself out of position, you're going to get beat. Yeah. You know, and, and then, um, just can I just uh, can you go back on that one? Just yeah, 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 for sure. The most important point is like ball with pressure and cover. You know, <laughs> if I stay too shallow, I'm gonna create a massive angle to the striker. Okay, but if I step up a little bit more, I will, I will cover the the area uh, much better. If you can see her body shape, you can see from here knee bent. The hand body shape is not ready for approach. It's ready to save and react because of the distance. That's the most important thing about one v one. And then when you you uh, make that transition between should I dive or should I split? Should I block? You know, yeah. that's the biggest, the biggest transition for me in terms of uh, techniques is the distance because they think all oh, the balls, they need to split. They need to block. And the ball is for a low dive or, or high dive and they try to split. It's like, doesn't work. You're too far from the ball. You know, the 1v1 needs to be one meter and a half, maximum two meters. <coughs> Depending on the angle, you're going to be uh, successful. 
I don't, I, I don't know. I, ho I hope you use those meters with the, with those young kids. So they learn the metric system at, at in, in Seattle. Because, oh yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I, do the, I do steps with them. I say one, two steps away from the ball. That's great. <laughs> But by the way, um, but before we move on to this right now, um, for any anybody out there who uh, has been reaching out, because we always say guest suggestions, topic suggestions, and uh, and you pitch yourself, this is how you get on the show, guys. I mean, my gosh, Fred. I mean, all of you who put this type of time and effort into putting presentations together, I mean, just absolutely, it just benefits the the goalkeeping community so much. So we really appreciate you taking the time to put these types of things together. I know I, I speak on Suskia's behalf as well because she takes screenshots and also asks for the uh, for the upload after. I, shows, I do. I'm like this. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's my pleasure. Like I said earlier, that's uh, my passion. That's what I love to do it. And I spend the time that I have to, to speed up the process and show the keepers that they can do it. You know, they just need yeah. to put the hours on and then understand, try to get better every day and then get as much as they can from all the goalkeeper coaches that they have a chance to, to work with. It's not, oh, Fred, it's not Josh, not Tom Dutra. Every single one that you can have a chance to have a practice with, everybody can give you some ideas and and things to get better, you know, because different eyes, different scenarios, different situations make you feel better every day, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to I want to move on to this right here, because in my, in my opinion, you know, for those of you guys who are, who are not watching this right now, and I really encourage you guys to, to these when we have these types of presentations, really go back and watch the video episode if you can. Um the one v one, the direct one v one on the goalkeeper, in my opinion, I think is for for especially for a young goalkeeper, the scariest and 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 the one where they feel like it's their their job to make a save. When in reality, Saskia, it's it's not their job to make a save. So many breakdowns have happened right here. It's just about trying to delay the action. It is. I mean, your your positioning is is paramount here. Like, ha have you got yourself caught in no man's land? Uh, did you come too soon? Um, did you, you know, did you hold too long? Um, and it, it's, it's something like I've said that needs to be practiced and, and force. And I agree, like the best thing here is if you can slow that player down delay because your team's recovering, um, and they feel that pressure on their back. So by, by keeping your shape, closing the space properly in the right time, forcing them to slow down and be like, okay, she didn't just come gung ho. She's not out of position. What do I do? I got to make a decision. I got defenders coming down on me and nine times out of 10. Well, I like to think you're going to make the save, right? Or you're going to force a bad shot. Um, so I think that it is scary, but I think it's something that needs to be trained, needs to be trained. And a lot of times you don't see this trained in practice that when I was with UCLA, I was like, Sam, we've got to set up this through ball breakaway from midfield. <laughs> like because, because everything we were doing was, quick through balls and breakaways around the top of the 18. We got to see this happens. We got to see it. And the, the goalkeepers have to get trained on how to make decisions. Absolutely. Fred, anything you want to add to this? That's the, the good situation that you see. The pressure is not that close to the striker, you know, but how far this striker has been running to get inside the box. Do we need to take a decision? You know, do we need to create that space behind? Back in the day, we, we used to see a lot the, defense, the strikers beating the goal, you know, by dribbling. And then mm -hmm. these days they try to approach more and then they create the new situation about 1v1, about splitting and then block, you know. That situation about slide diving, going with your hands to the ball, we, we, we're not seeing because the striker is not taking the decision to beat the, goal, the goalkeeper all the time anymore. I don't know why. Because it's so true, they're tired. Because they're tired <laughs> but Fred, it's yards. so true. You don't see strikers try to take keepers on anymore. And like there were a couple of great saves that um, Lauren for UCLA made last year when even when Penelope for USC at time tried to take her on and dribble her. She stayed. She kept her shape. She tried to take a long touch around her and, and Lauren got the ball. And I think that you don't see it anymore. The striker's going to try to shoot. They're going to try to, you know, so I don't know why either. That's a, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will want to bring this up. Go ahead, Fred. Uh, this situation here is when you can play mind with the goalkeeper, oh, with the striker. The goalkeeper can play mind with the striker because they have the control of the ball. They didn't take a bad touch. They coming towards you. Can I fake? Can I drop? No, just do a <laughs> movement to see if they're going to get scared and they're going to take a touch away or they're going to take a touch forward and then it's a bad touch. We can go there. It's when you can play mind with the striker. That's the best scenario to play mind with them. 
I mean, I, I was going to say, you know, one of the things is, is that I've noticed, at least for myself and, 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 and other goalkeepers that I've worked with, is that I, I always kind of bring up the fact that the longer they've had the ball, the longer they've been in play. You're talking about like the ball breakaway from midfield. They've had so much time to think that they're like <laughs> their brain is like already fried by the time they get to you. Because they're they're you know they're so used to especially in training short spaces and making quick decisions and they've been mm-hmm. like you said been running for thirty yards. <laughs> <laughs> what are they tired? <laughs> I would be. I'll tell you that. But it's true, and I think Connor today, like what we used to see in the long time, like I think that goalkeeper running at them. And what we have to remember is, I think we had this conversation when we were talking with Michelle, I was like, wait, you guys are thinking? Like, I just thought you're just running at me. And they're trying to bait you to just come because they know that one, if you come with your momentum and you pull yourself, they can pass the ball right by you. Or that is the time they can dribble you because for you all of a sudden to go laterally and they take a long touch around you, you're never going to get to it. But I think the modern day goalkeeper now gets it and it's, and is holding their shape and standing them up and they're like, Oh, forget it. (laughs) I don't have the energy. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to finish off with this, right? First off, Fred, this is really, really awesome stuff, man. Um, We're finishing off right here. and, And I love what you just said right here in regards to take notes. Um, what do you, what do you mean by take notes? And I love the little emoji guys that you have right there. <laughs> take notes is like, because you can be, you can have different characteristics according to that keeper. You know, you might be faster than her, you know, by me taller than her. And then maybe you're going to take a different, uh, uh, decision. You know what I mean? It's not mean that she did right or wrong, but for me, it might be different than for her. And then when you take note, oh, did, did she get a, took a good decision there, you know? What if it was you on that situation? Of course, yeah, I used to put some mistakes with the video, not just successful actions. But uh, what can I do if it was me there? You know, I would do something different. Oh, I think she took the best decision. And then when we take notes to, to see what we think, uh, it's just to, to make sure if, if, if it's you on that scenario, what do you think? She took a good decision or could I go faster? I'm I'm faster than her. Or I'm taller than her. Should I spread a little bit more? You know, you know, you put your, yourself on that scenario. And say, oh, I could do the same stuff, or I need to adjust a little bit because of my body shape, because of uh, my hands. You know, my approach is different, but the, the the environment is the same. The soccer is the same. The place is the same. Every single league, you can see the same scenario. You know, and then you just put your yourself there, and then say, okay, how can I do even better than her? Oh, that's a good. Uh, uh, outstanding performance that I can try to apply on my, on my day. All right. Um, so, so Scott, I know, I know we're, we're, we're running, we're, uh, we're, we're trying to wrap up by one o'clock right here. Do you have time for, uh, just to watch, yeah, break down yeah, some yeah. of these videos yeah, real quick? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so Fred, why don't you set up these videos that you have right here in regards to these different scenarios <laughs> before we start playing them here? Sorry, say again. I, I, I said, I, Oh yeah, I think you lost you there. Um, so we, we've got some of these videos right here that you sent us here. Um, why don't you break yeah. down some of these scenarios? This looks like a similar picture to the one that you had in the presentation here. Yes, it's the same one. Okay. You can you can you can play. I don't know if it's playing here for me, but you can play yeah. that. Yeah. That's the ball. Okay, the first option was the pass the short pass and then okay, the super okay. fast there can I approach and, and, and go do a slide dive or should I hold? Yeah, you know, the the, the pressure is coming behind her. You know, she needs to, to think really fast and then I what I gonna do it on that decision. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Should I hold? Should I hold? Should I go? You know, what type of technique are going to use? Brilliant. Look at that right there. I I, I love that. And you made the decision, made the decision, held, and boom, right right in that little area that you were talking about. Stand up and in good shape right there. Good body shape, good decision. You know, a little bit going backwards, but you know that happens sometimes. You know, that's not the most important thing is saving the ball, you know, different scenario, uh, only one option, you know, can I get caught over my head? Do I need to step up? Do I need to stay a little bit shallow? Or the, you know, that quick <laughs> decision that we need to, to take uh, during the game. Yeah. So then this one, next one, that's what's coming through right here. It looks like they've got the angle where they're going Oh, This is, this is the difficult one. In my opinion, is that ball right across the body, you know, right there into the top of the 18 and now the players coming in, not so much time that they're winded and exhausted like we were talking about, but more like they, in my opinion, this is the type of scenario where the, 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 the player, the striker, a lot of people expect them to, to make, to make the finish right here. Um, 
Let's Great. Right I think that I think also what happens here in that situation is that you have to watch, you know, is this, is this person good? Can they hit over my head? But instead of going too deep. Right. So now think if she got too deep and two on her line and held, she's never getting here. Right. And then then the attacker that does get the through ball is going to have the whole goal to shoot at. But because of her positioning that she could cover the ball if it went over her head, but she's still far enough out that when this does get slotted, now she can stand the player up. And so we find, I think, a lot of keepers that get too deep on this, and now there's too far to come, and um, they're caught in no man's land. And then you can see her upper bo uh, her body shape. When the striker gets the ball, she's up high to put the pressure on the striker. If you go over, I might be able to jump and get it, you know what I mean? And another point on this field, you can see the, the six. It's not a safe place to stay there. It might be slippery, you know, raining day. She was slippery. I need to play out of that one and then take a risk, you know. And the save that she made it was out of the one v one situation, but was inside the box. She was able to approach. And then when they strike a look at the ball again, we have that little bit more, a little bit more time, a little bit extra time to do one extra step to make even closer to the ball. You know, I, I want a lot of young goalkeepers to see this right here because you know we talked about default. You have to recognize that she didn't go into that spread with the foot save right there until the player made the shot, put the action in. That's when that's when the save occurred, as opposed to her leg being out and waiting for the player to shoot at that space. So, in my opinion, that's a phenomenal save, and and that's the right way to right way to do it. Uh, you apply the technique after them after the shot, not before they shoot, and then you do it. Okay, here. That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The kids go too early, and it's just yep. like okay. What are you doing? Yeah, it's timing, timing, timing. Yeah. All right. So now we got a through ball coming in. Now this is around at an angle. And I think this is something that I think a lot of young goalkeepers need to see because the way that you approach a 1v1 at an angle versus directly in the space of the goal in between the posts is very different. So if you watch, there was a little bit of retreat right here to, in order to make sure that she's got her angle covered. Because if she approaches, she just opens up the goal, in my opinion. She holds. Yeah. Keep shape in a good end, yeah. and there's no reason not to hold and keep shape because your defender's on her. Yeah. And you, like, you saw, you can see there who saved the ball was her knee because she dropped the knee right on the right time to close that central gate. You know what I mean? Yeah, if she comes, That's a quick if, reaction. If she comes, she this is what we're talking about delaying, right? So you're not coming. A lot of sometimes go, you'll see goalkeepers come. They'll pull themselves out of position. They'll come, and it, they'll get the ball slotted, but delay. Hold your shape here. Hold your shape. Let the defender. Now the defender's recovered and is putting pressure on her. And it's you force an, in a technically an easy save. Yeah. And uh, mean, matters a lot. Where's the pressure coming from? From her yeah. right side, from her left side means she's protecting the far post. I need to, I, I can take care more of the near post. You know what I mean? We need to, to read that situation, that scenario that if she goes to the far post on that shot, the defender might be able to step and then block that shot for you, you know. But if she goes to the near post, like she she tried to, and then they're gonna come straight to me or a little bit to the to the side. By the way, I can't tell you how many young goalkeepers in this scenario right here start yelling "keeper," and what happens? The defender slides off that player right there, and then it's just a, it's a whole disaster. Yeah, right? they're supposed to trusting your defender. Like yeah. keepers would, a lot of young keepers would come right on that touch. You're too far, and that's what that that's what that attacker's hoping. Right, you're never gonna get there and everything, but your defender's recovering. Delay. Yeah. Boom. Love it. Yep. All, mm -hmm. right. All right, we'll do one more and then we'll start wrapping up right here. All right. So what is the scenario right here? It looks like ball's coming at an angle, and then the player plays decides whether they're gonna play the ball across or just come in directly at the goalkeeper. They decide to keep coming directly at the goalkeeper. Again, it's another hold position. This is a better angle, I think, for a, a lot of people to be able to see. <laughs> Similar yeah. scenario, but better angle here. Yeah. Yes, and then the player has the full control of the ball, you know, and then we need to, we cannot stand still too much. And then you can see when she prepared to shoot and then she take an extra step to close the angle even more, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yep. That's mm -hmm. happened even, even more in the game now because of the cutbacks, they're coming with so much freedom on that angle. Then we need to take a decision. If she do a, if she does a cutback here, that's the, that's the defender job to, to block. But if I stay inside the goal too much, I'm giving her angle, time, space to think, and then the, the problem will be even uh, worse. Yeah, this is well done. I, I Oh, my gosh, Fred. I love what you just brought up right there. And as we wrap up, I want, I want to bring that up with Suskia right there. 
I think a lot of times young goalkeepers or even older goalkeepers think that it's their res- everything's their responsibility and they try to do more than they're supposed to do and and they're not willing to recognize what is their what is their responsibility and what is somebody else's responsibility and they're not yeah. willing to pass that buck. Yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. Like you're not your job here isn't to cover that slotted ball far. It's your it's to take care of your angle, make your decisions, stand them up and deal with the player on the ball. But make the right angles here. So this is incredible because she has no far post shot here whatsoever. Yeah. Whatsoever. That's a, good, the only that's a great thing, angle, yeah. Yeah, she's got nothing. The only thing she could do is is try to get a slotted ball, but your defender's central and stuff like that. But the angle that she's taking, the pressure that she's putting on the ball, that I just think the, the attacker's like, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to kick it at her. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? yeah. And what's happened a lot is, because of the cutback situation that happened often, the goalkeeper is trying to guess. Oh, he's gonna go. He's gonna pass back, and then they just get scored near post. Like that's your job, man. Near post, that is your job to do it. If they pass back, you can approach and block. That's a, another scenario that we we're gonna see in a video here. Probably have one. That's the stepping for the cutback uh, uh, approach for the one we want. But that's a step two. The step one is forcing them to take a, a decision, and then we react. I, w- I want to finish on this one, the last one right here. Just if you've got a second here, because this is the one that you're talking about is that that through ball from midfield. Yep. Dribble, dribble down over the top. And this is a tough this is a tough decision because I think you also don't know. You have to wait to see that first touch. Right. So is that first touch? What if she first timed it? Right. Mm-hmm. Which would be yeah. an incredible shot. But what if she did? I mean, the skill is there. Right off this, boom, what if she first timed that ball? So you have to see what that first touch is going to be. Hold your position, then make your decision on this. Yeah. Look at that right there. So you got the hold, don't go, boom. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. I love all these. Oh, Oh, just a nice little touch right there. She guessed a little bit, but she left her, you know, spread her body on a. Yeah, she dragged the ball. And the the feet saved the ball. That, That works as well, you know? Yeah, you kept it out of the net. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. All right. Um, all right. Well, um, I think honestly, I think I think people have seen more than enough, to be honest with you, Fred. And I re- really appreciate you doing this. Um, and, and if you want, if you actually don't mind sharing some of this stuff on the union, that would be phenomenal too. I think a lot of people would benefit in the uh in the forum if uh Absolutely. you could share share some of this uh this content as well too. Um, as we wrap up right here, um, if people want to connect with you and, uh, I, I know you've got a lot of stuff on your YouTube channel. I know that you, you know, post a lot on your Twitter and everything like that. Where's the best place to reach you? Uh, Instagram, uh, uh just Bragaglia Fred, my name, uh, the last name coming fr- first and then Fred after on Instagram or, or Facebook and YouTube as well. I have a few sessions there. Uh, massive thank you to Coach Mario as well that uh, got in touch with you guys again and then he asked me to jump out again. It's my, my pleasure and I appreciate the the goalkeeper coach that I want to, to hear from different perspectives as well. That's that's great and a big thank to him and and for you guys. Uh, some of my goalkeepers here from Sounders, they are here listening as well. Uh, thanks for, for attending. That's great. And that's uh, it. Yeah. And I want, I want to give Excellent. I want to give a sh- shout out to everybody at Seattle Sanders, Tommy Dutra, Stefan Fry, everybody over mm-hmm. there. You you all are doing a fantastic job, and we really appreciate you guys sharing sharing the content and 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 coming on the show and everything like that. You guys all have been uh, phenomenal. Um. Oh, one last one last question here because I think this is a good one from a from a from a parent right here. It looks like Jason Armstrong goes nine year old daughter keeper undersized parents best suggestion to help her stay in goal as long as possible before being pushed out for height. Um, well, she's only nine. (laughs) She's only nine. So give her some time to grow. But, you know, um, I had a great goalkeeper at UCLA, Adalia, and Adalia, you know, was five, four, five, five. Maybe I'm even giving her an inch or two, but her positioning and her, her understanding of her height and limitation and being able to read the game, she just perfected her positioning. So she, she might as well have been six feet out there, the way she could handle crosses, the way she could handle three balls and everything, because she learned how to position herself properly. Yeah. When, when okay. the parents or the goalies came, oh, I'm not uh, super high, I say, search about Aline Hayes, and then mm-hmm. you see her playing goal, and then you let me know what you think about height. 
Yeah. You know, yeah, you can go for the 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 men's league as well. How many great keepers we had? Like five, ten, five, eight. I don't know. Absolutely, it's not, it's not about. I think Aline is, Aline is a phenomenal example. You know, talking about somebody who played at the highest level. You know, playing, you know, World Cups and Olympics, and you know, uh, obviously, you know, played you know in Spain for a long time professionally, and now over at Orlando uh, as the as the goalkeeper coach over there. Um, I think you know, I think she's a fantastic role model for a young young girl uh, like uh, like Jason's right there to uh, to look up. And so, shout out to Aline. Uh, out there. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so if you guys want to reach out to us, contact at Inside the 18 Media or at Goalkeeper Podcast on all social medias if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion. Before we wrap up, shout out to the Girls Soccer Network. I think you just posted a piece about uh, the Union Sports and the podcast as well, too. Um, so, uh, Suske, I don't know if you want to give a quick shout out to... Yeah, to the, right uh, great, you know, great interview. What a great um, network and everything. If you don't know it, get on it. Um, Girls Soccer Network, they're amazing. Everything they do, super proud and super proud they're supporting the Union and wanted to do this article. So, um, it'll be up on the Union. It'll be on all social media, media platforms. Check it out. Sign up. Um, but, uh, thanks, you guys. It was awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, let's uh, let's uh, let's go grab some lunch. That's all the time on Inside the 18, and we are out. Later, guys. Yeah.